We have to talk about, like, a thing. Our air fryer dying. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm mourning it. Pretty yeah. Sad. Uh, we could talk about my root canal. That was pretty miserable. Oh yeah. McKenna one day was like, so I'm at the dentist, and we were like, what? Because yeah. <laughs> usually, I mean, we all live together. Usually, we tell people like, well, tomorrow I'm going to this. Yeah. So we just be like, I'm at the dentist. And I was like, weird. Well, it's because you guys were all gone, and I was suffering silently. But I like woke up just in like immense pain, and I was like, I can't be here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. So I like waited until a doc dentist opened and then I called them like the minute they opened I was like when can you fit me in I'm suffering mm-hmm. well then I went in and they're like yeah you've got a pretty bad because it was what happened was like a filling came out and then my nose my nerve was exposed and it was a it was a thing so they'd like a temp thing and then I had to go in today for a root canal and they couldn't freeze me so I could feel all the drilling <laughs> and it was probably the worst experience of my life I could like feel tears like sneaking oh. down wow. <laughs> but I was like trying because she's like I really can't do anything until we get past this like layer basically Mm because i can't get the needle in oh so it was rough so yeah that's our life right now don't wait go to the dentist (laughs) and uh buy an air buy a new air fryer if it sounds like it's gonna die the key to happiness Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) okay are you ready yep okay Hello and welcome to Cinegrade, the podcast where we take a movie, break it down, and give it a score in five different categories of filmmaking, after which we give it a final grade. My name is Elsha. My name is Chelsea. And we're back. We're finally back. We're back, baby. It's been about two months. Yeah. I think two months. The last um, episode came out right before Christmas? Yeah, Christmas? the 21st mm-hmm. of December, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I had to go home for um, um, sad reasons. Uh, mm. We had a family death, but... We're back. We're back. And we, we move on and we go through it. So, mm-hmm. and then we just had, we were filming a movie. That was exciting. Yeah. yeah. January was pretty, pretty production mm-hmm. packed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wrote it. I wrote it. I was directed it and kind of produced it. Us, all three of us mm-hmm. busy doing Very stuff. Busy. Um, and so we're excited for that. It's not a movie. It's a short film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we say we wrote a movie. It sounds like we made a feature film. Yeah. But it's about 10 minutes. Um, yeah, because that's all that we can afford. Because we, mm-hmm. we have no money. Mm-hmm. You know, these things cost a lot of money. We got, um, we had a GoFundMe or Indiegogo for it. We raised like four hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So that's with our other budget from the school, two thousand dollars. That's mm-hmm. basically nothing. <laughs> yeah, during COVID. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got to get locations. You got to feed people, which mm-hmm. we kind of did. <laughs> I barely fed people, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did anyone die? No. Did they have a great it's, time? Yes. yes. Yeah, we had the best time on set. It was set. fun. It was a yeah. fun time. I best usually vibes. don't have that much fun on set. I'm <laughs> usually like, it's long hours and I don't enjoy any of this. Not really. Sometimes it's fine. Yeah. And sometimes the tensions get so high because people are trying to really rush. And you're like, yeah. this is just nervy. Yeah. But no, we had great vibes. We had great fun. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks really good. So. Yeah. We just saw the rough cut mm-hmm. and we're, we're pretty happy with it. Yeah. yeah so. Exciting. Unfortunately, you will not be able to see it for probably a long time. Yeah, <laughs> but we're it's fine. Try and do some festivals. So yeah. give us a year of some yeah. year and a half, maybe. Yeah. Um. And other news, it's Valentine's Day mm. when this comes out. And yeah. other other news, a baby has been born. Oh, yeah. Which <laughs> I forgot about. <laughs> We were so excited about yeah, this baby. Yeah, and now it's gone. No, the gone. The, my niece was born yesterday. Uh-huh. I don't know if they've announced it yet. Well, this comes out in a this, week. Who listens to this, this podcast? This comes out on Monday. On Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
We'll see. I'll, I'll see. You might have to cut it. It's fine. I don't know who's going to listen to it. I don't, I don't know fine. why it's such a secret. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you had yeah. a baby. We all yeah. knew it was coming. You're yeah. pregnant. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that's exciting. There's now mm-hmm. a new baby. It's very cute. Her name is Kaylee, I think. Unless they decided to change it. But last I heard, they were going with Kaylee. And mm-hmm. I saw something in the bedroom, like a, a tapestry with her name on it. So I don't think they can change it. <laughs> yeah, they have to get a new tapestry then. <laughs> yeah. And it's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we you, have big yeah. Valentine's plans. Oh, yeah. We're going to go to Denny's. Are we actually? I don't know. I think we should. I think we should. Sounds I like think fun. we should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, possibly. All, you know, impossibly single. Yeah. <laughs> so is... we go to Denny's together and have heart pancakes and yeah. laughs. I'll probably and... get like a chicken sandwich. Yeah, you probably will. I don't know. I don't know if you can get a chicken sandwich in a heart shape. Which... That's true. I mean, you could cut it. You could ask them to put. You could ask them to get like a cookie cutter thing and cut the heart. (laughs) Um. Anyways, but the (laughs) we always somehow come back to food. Yeah, it's always on our mind. But the point is that it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. And what better thing for us as single people to do than to analyze a rom com? Yeah. Yeah. When did the rom com become a real big thing? Mm -hmm. And you have different eras of rom com. So you have like the stuff in the eighties getting into the 90s which is more i guess classic maybe feels a bit more serious probably more um looked at by people who like cinema as being like good movies Mm -hmm. and then you have the stuff in the 2000s which is like i feel like what you really would think about when you think of rom-com and that might have to do with your age as well an older person might be like well i see like yeah when harry met sally is that era of rom-coms Whereas we might be like, I'll wait for it until I have your undivided attention. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whereas we, or maybe someone a little bit older than us, might be like, well, those 2000s rom-coms were absolute classics. Mm-hmm. So I think it just depends on, on who you are. Yeah. But I certainly think that um, we were talking about how uh, now we don't have as many rom-coms that are, are really big or yeah. that are really very good. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure some people don't agree with that. Why? Well, yeah, I guess so. But, uh... I mean, the the amount of, like... I don't know how often rom-coms get seriously looked at as good movies. Did this movie have any, like, buzz around, like, awards? It it was it was nominated for Best uh, Original Screenplay at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't win. I don't know what it lost to. Um, and I think, in general, she got nominated for a good amount of awards. Who? Um, Nora Ephron. Nora Ephron. Ephron, yeah, that's my name. Yeah, Ephron. <laughs> but other than than just screenplay, there was not really that. Well, much. yeah. I yeah. mean, it's not like a a wildly ambitious. I mean, there's some stuff in here that is kind of interesting, and I guess we'll talk about it later when we get into mm-hmm. like camera stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, probably one of the more looked at and regarded as classic movies that are rom coms. Mm-hmm. Out of all of them, I think if you look up a list of like good rom coms, probably. Stuff yeah, like it's this. probably up at the top. Yeah. Or somewhere on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll get into pre-production for it. We never said the movie. It's When Harry Met Sally. We always, we always do that. We You're always, always do like, that. We never say it. And I like, know it's in the title, now. but it's just a thing where, like, you always have to say that. It's just a thing where you say what it is, even though it's on the title and you know what you're getting into, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> um, the idea for the movie began when, began when Rob Reiner, uh, Andy Scheiman, and Nora Ephron um, all met over lunch to, to develop a project. Mm-hmm. Um, the first meeting, nothing really happened, and I guess they were like, 
we don't like your idea, whatever. And then the second meeting, uh, the two guys decided to, to talk about their lives as single men. And then the next time they met, Rob Reiner was like, I've always wanted to do a film about two people who were just, who became friends and they don't have sex because they know it'll ruin the relationship, but they have sex anyways. And she was like, I like that idea. And then apparently he went to a studio and got a deal. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's the whole thing. I mean, mostly. And then, like, she did interviews with Rob Reiner and Andy Scheiman, um, uh, and they pro- they were the basis for Harry's character. So, yeah. like, just through those interviews, she was like, "Okay, I'm gonna write it based on these." I think she used some uh, specific quotes from the interviews as dialogue mm-hmm. um, for Harry, and then uh, Sally was based off of her and also some of her friends. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. She did interviews. So it's very just based on that group of people mm-hmm. and just their experiences and their what they said about each other and to each other. A bunch of drafts for the film were made while he was making Stand By Me and The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she was bored writing, <laughs> she apparently uh, went to people that worked in the production company that they were at and uh, just interviewed people about their love lives. And that's where the interviews came from the film where it does it's cuts to like interviews of random couples. That's from those interviews that she did with random people in the production company. Yeah. Um, and then they reshot it obviously with actors, but yeah. it's based on actual like I conversations mean, and stories. A lot of people are like, Are these real people? And I think the thing is like they all say their lines so perfectly. Yeah. Like there's no stumbling in the interview. So mm-hmm. I mean it does make sense that they're actors, but it is based on real stuff. Yeah. I think some people are a little bit heartbroken that they're not real couples. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like that would have been cute if they at least got a couple just actual couples. Well, I mean it's essentially the same. Yeah. It's just this is the way that we can make it so that it flows better. Yeah. It's not as stumbly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once Billy Crystal came on board, he made suggestions for the screenplay and also added more humor and just like his own jokes to the character. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like the structure of the film and the characters and dialogue all came from the relationships between everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a little fun fact. Originally, Efron wanted to call the film How They Met and went through several different film titles, but they weren't really happy with any of them. Um, So Rob Reiner decided to start a contest with the crew during principal photography um, so that whoever came up with the title won a case of champagne. (laughs) Nice. And I guess someone came up. Yeah, who won? I could not find who won, but someone came up with When Harry Met Sally, and then I guess they won champagne, because if not, that's a scam, (laughs) Um, which is kind of fun. And also, apparently, originally, the script ended with them remaining friends and not pursuing a romantic relationship. I have heard that, too. um, Because she felt that 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 was the true ending, and then eventually they were like that them getting together would be more appropriate even though they admit that that's not as realistic of an outcome to the story but they were like whatever yeah (laughs) so yeah that's really Mm -hmm. all i have for pre-production this movie doesn't have that much about it yeah Um, so i guess we'll move into the categories then so we'll go through each category in regards to story characters visuals editing and music and societal impact each giving it a score out of 10 we'll then combine those scores to give it a score out of 20 for each round giving us an even grade out of 100 Mm -hmm. afterwards the film will have a chance to win up to three bonus points in the bonus best round okay round one story score scoring based on writing and plot okay um you know what I, I really like about this movie? It's a very heavy dialogue movie. And mm-hmm. that's a lot of the time because there's not a ton of plot. Mm-hmm. It's not like they have a goal to go do this thing. It's more so like following their lives. Mm-hmm. And so 
because of that it's more of a conversational movie which I, I honestly I like dialogue movies like just things that are a lot of just talking I think some people get a bit bored by it but mm-hmm. I think if it's written well it's just kind of interesting and so I, I enjoy that part of it um so maybe I'll start with like a, an 8.5 Okay, I gave it a 7.5. <laughs> I know. I You know, I, I don't think you liked this movie that I much. I did not like this movie. <laughs> I think it's good. I don't know. I feel like it's one of those movies where I, I'm like, I, I'm, I have like some specific reasons why I don't like it, but mostly I just like, there was something about it that I was like, I'm not into this and I don't know why. I had a great time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the you know, dialogue was fun. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. I like enjoying like clever dialogue is can make a movie I think really the dialogue's well. good. I just feel like... I don't know. You There's know some think, things about it that I'm like, mm. But I think it's also the thing is, like, and I mean, it's kind of the whole thing is this movie, it's a lot about adults and their lives, and we haven't gotten to that stage of our lives yet. Like, we don't, we don't date. <laughs> like, as a bunch of people, like, we just don't really do it. So, so much of it is almost unrelatable. Yeah. Because there's also the huge question of can can men and women just be friends? Yeah. And I think in our experience, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we haven't had that many. Like, do you have many uh, guy friends? Uh, Not that many. I feel like, I mean, I'm trying to think of also, like, back in high school, there was a couple. Yeah. I feel like. And then Jake, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jake. I'm trying to think of other people, though. Not really that many now. Because I, when I was growing up, I had quite a few friends who were guys. And, and then maybe like when I got to middle school it turned more into girls and mm-hmm. then when I got to high school like I've had quite a few I've had guys who tell me everything and mm-hmm. I've had all these few, like not a lot of them but there's and like some of them I'm like yeah you're definitely just a friend some of them you kind of wish it was a bit more <laughs> but it's also like there's some people who you're just with and you're like I couldn't ever imagine being in a relationship with you but yeah. there is like this thing in lots of movies where they're like well there's no way that men and women could be friends yeah and so i don't know i think it's also like some people would say yeah no there's no way but Mm -hmm. it's also like how often are you dating how often are your relationships becoming more than just friendships yeah i think it's really dependent on the person Mm -hmm. uh i think they asked um they asked meg ryan the question Mm -hmm. and she was like yeah (laughs) i think women can be friends with guys and then they asked billy crystal and he was like, you know, I'm not saying no, but I've definitely had more experiences where, like, it probably, like, sometimes it can work, but for the most part, it's mostly, like, friends, not, like, best friends. Yeah. <laughs> I, not to bring the patriarchy into this so soon, but I feel like that's, like, like the friend zone. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. women don't generally, I mean, there are exceptions to the rule, but generally women don't think about the friend zone. They don't, yeah. they're not like, I got friend zone. It's a huge thing for guys. Yeah. And because, like... The way society is raised is, like, relationships with women are supposed to be kind of transactional. And it's, like, I put this effort in and I'm going to get sex and love in return. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just what's kind of taught and that's part of toxic masculinity. So I think that's why it is so different when she's, like, yeah, of course you can be friends with guys. (laughs) She's, like, like, yeah. (laughs) Women don't immediately objectify men or view them as, like, sexual objects, whereas men have been raised and, like, society has trained them, like, to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just interesting. The two of them had, like... Not like, I mean, I think he was trying to be like, oh, maybe, but I feel like his answer was like, actually, I'm saying no, but I'm just going to say maybe so that I don't sound like an asshole or something. (laughs) I mean, it also might be like a best friend. Yeah. Might be a little bit different. 
Yeah. Well, also, I think I that's know. the other thing is that, like, I feel like girls can be like, yeah, I'm friends with these, the, the like, this number of guys. Yeah. But, like, they're not best friends, but it doesn't really matter. You're like, I'm still friends with them. But, yeah, so, like, I, I, I yeah, it's also, it just depends on the person. Yeah. And, I don't know. I mean, I also, like, because you, you had a lot of friends that were guys in high school, but you also had a smaller school, which I think also probably. Yeah, but they were, like, like, like friends though it wasn't yeah. i'm not saying like i had a bunch of guys i talked to i'm like these yeah. are people who would text me often yeah who like like that this i had this one friend who i would eat a lot with we went out a lot to eat yeah and he asked me said are we dating and i said no <laughs> it's like and he's like well it's just we we hang out a lot and like go and eat food and i'm like okay <laughs> but we don't do anything else so yeah. i'm like and like no we've never ha- talked about being in a relationship yeah and it's like how is this different than like you going and eating with like a friend who is a guy like maybe that is the thing it's like like well i have to see these relationships as being more like romantic or sexual mm-hmm. i don't know it's very strange yeah, it's strange you know and so but yeah i had like i had a few guy friends i, I don't think i'm friends with them anymore <laughs> Because the yeah. more so, like, you just leave. Yeah. And then, yeah. But, I mean, my best friend through high school was a girl. Mm-hmm. So, it's not like... But then I had that one guy who was like, oh, you're my best friend. And I was like, I don't, don't think that this is... <laughs> you're like, I do not. Yeah, I was like, I don't think that we're that close. <laughs> well, we were, but, like, you know. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. And also, when you get a bit older, it, that's also high school. Mm-hmm. So the relationships are different. This movie is more talking about like when you were older. Yeah. And you are more looking to be serious, but also some people are not. And so that's like the lines get blurred between what you're looking for in that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, I don't, you know, she won't sleep with someone unless she's, you know, sees a relationship, wants to be in love with him. And he's like a bit the opposite. He's like, I had a terrible time on this date. Uh, she was boring. I didn't like her. And then, but yeah, we slept together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know how easy it is for us to quite understand that, like, what those relationships are like, because we don't date. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. And I still don't know if it's a generational thing. It's such a sad Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about the fact that we don't date. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> Suppose we could date. I don't know. That's fine. We just, it's hard also, how, like, I don't know how, if the only way you can really start dating is if you go through, like, apps. Yeah. Or you have to actually go ask somebody out, which is just kind of awkward. So Yeah. But these is this is the thing. We're talking about romantic comedies. This is like the the big questions in this movie is like mm-hmm. relationships between men and women. Yeah. And I mean obviously like we have Jake. Jake's our friend and we live together. But you know, those things don't really like the things that they talk about in this movie don't really like they're not really a problem. Yeah. But I don't know. Like that's I mean, that'd be like my theory for why I don't know how much you like movies that maybe you, you don't relate to. Like, I don't relate to any of it, really. I don't think it's that I don't relate to this movie that I don't like it. There's just something about it. I don't know. We, sh- we should get to the bottom of what it is. Yeah. What? How do you feel about the interviews in the movie? Like, the, the cuts to the random couples? I think they're cute. Because I feel like they're cute in theory, but I feel like it almost slows down the narrative. I, this might be part of the reason why I, I didn't like it. I you weren't going to like that. I, no. I remember seeing those interviews. Like, she wouldn't like something like no. this. But I think well, they're kind of cute. I feel like... Because whenever you go into rom-com, you go, okay, well, I know that the two people are going to get together. Yep. And, and that's just for any rom-com. So you go into this movie going, okay, I know they're going to get together at the end. Which mm-hmm. they do. But I feel like the intercuts of, them, of the random couples 
almost reminds you at every point in the movie they're going to get together. Yeah. And then that makes it, like, the stakes lower because you're like, oh, well, you're just reminding me that they're going to get together so none of this really means anything, kind of. I think it's more so that they're meant to just show people who are in love. It's more I mean, about I know people that. falling in love. I just feel like it, it, like, breaks up the story. And then I'm like, well, mm-hmm. What are your know. thoughts on the interviews, McKenna? Probably my least favorite part of the mm-hmm. film. I didn't yeah. hate them, but I just, I, mean, I, I was I never also, yeah. invested in them. Yeah, I also, like, it's not like, like it completely ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. I just think that it does break it up, and then it just reminds me of, like, oh, well, they're going to get, like, you know they're going to be the last interview. You know, I and I didn't like, know that. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't feel think like, they were going to be interviewed. I didn't, interviewed. I didn't I think they were like, going to be interviewed at all. Oh, but that's I feel why like, I was like, if they didn't feel like they had a place in the film. Because I'm like, who are these characters? Why do yeah. I care about them? And I didn't. I just feel like every time they came up, I was like, I so uh, the first one happened, and I was like, whatever. I don't know what this is. And then the second one, I was like, oh, so they're going to be the last, they're going to be the last couple. There's and also- then I was like, well, now I'm just waiting for that. And now I'm like, the rest of this movie doesn't mean anything. Because you know, like, I know that they're not, that there's like story happening But if you know they're going to get together anyway. Yeah. I know that, but it's almost like reminding you throughout every point of the movie, like, oh, this is going to happen at the end. Instead of just, like, going into the story at the beginning, being like, oh, so they're going to get together, and then you kind of forget about that until the end. See, I genuinely did not expect them to be interviewed. I thought this was just intercut, so I didn't have the same issue. My thing, there was that one interview, I think it was the the Asian couple, Mm -hmm. and he's like, I was supposed to marry her, but I wasn't going to marry her if she was ugly, so I creeped out to see her, and she was pretty, so I was fine with it. I'm like, this is romantic yeah that's not, <laughs> that was very strange like what well i think more so what it does is it, it like breaks up the fact that the time has passed yeah and also it gives it a little bit of like it, the movie has its thing this is the thing for this movie mm-hmm. you see interviews like that's related to this movie it might give it a little bit more of an iconicness maybe because you would you'd be like well that's the thing from harry met sally mm-hmm. when harry met sally you know? I don't yeah. know. I don't have a problem with it much. I mean, I guess it could be seen as a little bit jarring, but I think it's kind of cute. And it's just it's just a thing in the movie, you know? Yeah. It's not something that we think about a lot. It's just something definitely that you could take out of the movie and it doesn't affect anything at all. It's just yeah. there for cuteness. But does it add to the movie? I think it takes away from the movie for me. I don't know. I don't really look at it and think of it as like a foreshadowing of this is the last interview. They're going to be interviewed for it. I don't know. That's just what my brain went to, and I was right. Hmm. But also, they talked about not having them get together. Yeah. And I think that that would be a mistake. Yeah. I think it'd be a mistake. Because that's the whole thing that you're building this movie up to, is that these people are friends, and they're probably going to get together. And they're going to have, like, they have these conflicts in the whole thing about the way that they view relationships, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know that it's going to end with them together. They have to get together. Otherwise, what's the point? Otherwise, it's sad. I mean, they specifically changed it because they were like, this is going to end better if we... <laughs> yeah. Just story-wise, they're like, we know this isn't as realistic, but we're just going to do it that way. But they said the true ending should be that they don't get together. <laughs> yeah, people always say stuff like that. They're like, yeah. well, realistically, they wouldn't. And it's like, well, but why? <laughs> why couldn't they just get <laughs> together? Like, what is it? what is so unrealistic about this relationship that they wouldn't get together? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that like people always do that. They're like, Well, but they wouldn't they wouldn't do that. I'm like, but but why? You know, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I have fun facts on the famous scene. 
the famous scene, the orgasm scene. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Apparently that uh, the scene was born when uh, when they were like, okay, now it's starting to focus too much on Harry. So they were like, we got to go back to her. Mm-hmm. And so Billy Crystal was like, we need something for her to talk about. And then Nora was like, well, faking orgasm is a great thing for her to talk about or something. <laughs> and then once they got Meg Ryan on board, uh, they talked to her about it and the idea for the scene. And she was like, well, why don't I just fake one? And they were like, that's a great idea. <laughs> and then she was the one who suggested that it take place in a restaurant. And then it was Billy Crystal who came up with the uh, the punchline at the end of uh, all of what she's having. Um, and apparently she had to fake an orgasm for hours. Yeah. It took a long time. Uh, and then uh, apparently the actual deli that they filmed in has a sign above the table that says, where Harry met Sally, hope you have what she had. And it's hanging above the table. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so you can go eat there and sit at the table with that above you. That seems so, yeah. like kind of awkward when you're with other people, but when you're alone, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, Rob Rayner's mom, mother, was the one who played the person who says that. Oh. He got his mom to say that His line. daughter's also in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that it was funnier that she, that she had, like, that yeah. line. It's kind of funny. At one point, I think we should talk about Rob Reiner. Yeah. Um, he's a very... He makes, like, genre... Like, the genre of his movies are not at all consistent. Yeah. Man made... Very he sp- made this. He made Stand By Me. Yeah. This is Spinal Tap, which is, like, a mockumentary rock thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it did um, The Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, A Few Good Men, which is, like, a courtroom drama <laughs> with the, you can't handle the truth. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like a lot of directors, you see a style, you can tell that movies are theirs, mm-hmm. especially like big famous ones like um, Spielberg. I feel like you can always be like, this is a Spielberg movie. Even if the things that they're talking about is very different. Yeah. You're always like, this just feels like a Spielberg movie. Fincher looks like Fincher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, and, and, but, but Rob Ryan, I'm always like, oh. You yeah. didn't even realize that this was, like, the same person because yeah, they're so wildly <laughs> different. He's transcending genre. He's, yeah. like, a cinematographer. Yeah. Cinematographers will do anything. Yeah. Rob they're Ryan. like, you have a random movie for me? Sure. Yeah. And so he's just kind of interesting. Mm. And I've heard that he's a very nice director. One of those people who's, like, not rude. Yeah. Not not a terrible not director. Isn't it crazy that it's like when a director's nice, it's the <laughs> it's the anomaly. I just think it's yeah, like, you're like wow. When you look at like job. big directors, a lot of the times they just seem to not be that nice. Yeah. Like um like the like Tarantino or Stanley Kubrick, Alfred mm-hmm. Hitchcock, mm-hmm. all of like the really classic famous ones, they always yeah. seem to have been you're like, oh, you're not a good person. And because of that, I think people think that you have to be like that to be a good director. Yeah. Which is very strange. It's stupid. I'm trying to think if there's anything else for story. I don't know. I mean, the main thing is just the general question of can they be friends, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then they give an answer. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they can. But with the original ending of this movie, them not being together, just them be friends forever, they just stop talking probably be friends then no, right I uh, you would, possible yeah i don't know I maybe don't know. they can't be friends i mean i guess either way then the the moral of the movie is they is you can't just be friends because either if the if the answer is they either have to be together 
and be in a romantic relationship or they have to stop being friends because they can't just be friends? They're only giving one answer to the question. I think the answer to this question has to be best friends then. Because if it's yeah. the case that they can't be friends, then wouldn't Rob Reiner and Nora Ephron not be able to be friends? Yeah. And weren't they just friends? Yeah. But also, were they both married? Isn't that another thing? Yeah. He what? got divorced and then made this movie and then apparently fell in love during this movie. With who? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't write that down. But it just seems like they're only giving one answer then. I guess that's fine. It's an age-old question. Who knows if we'll ever have the answer. I don't think it has an answer. I, I don't think, think this a... movie was supposed to answer it. Yeah. I guess you're supposed to pose the question in your head. Yeah. But I mean, if we're talking about script-wise, I feel like um, I think the dialogue's really good. I think it's it's funny. I think it's cute. So I would say 8.5. I'm thoroughly engrossed every time. Oh, okay, I'm going to stick at my 7.5. Okay. Which means we'll move on to round two, which is character counts going based on character development and relationships. I guess I'll go for another 8.5. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start another 7.5, but you, I might be able to go up a bit. I don't know. Okay. Well, do you like the characters? I feel like I'm not into him as much. You know, it's an interesting thing about him is that you he's not really the type of person that you would look at and think of as a lead in a romantic comedy. Sure. I don't, I don't think it's because of that, though. I think I just don't really care about the character that much. I don't know. I like it. I think it's... I like the... He's so kind of dark. <laughs> like, he's obviously got, like... I mean, and I think that they juxtapose kind of well because he's kind of dark and has this sort of, I guess, almost depressed mm-hmm. way about him, but it's kind of still funny. And she's... Not, like, a super bubbly person, but she is more of, like, a type A, just different. Yeah. Like, they are kind of opposites. Go back to that opposites attract thing we talked about in Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) And it's, like, why do we like this relationship that starts with them not being... They just start off not vibing, I guess. Yeah. Almost, like, hating each other. They don't hate each other, but they definitely don't really get along as well at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And that kind of changes. And what it is about that. It's strange, but... Yeah. I don't know. I like him. I think he's kind of cool. I think I, I like... He's kind of nihilistic and... I don't know. Always He's always saying, like, things about this is kind of how people think. And it's just kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. What don't you like about him, then? I don't know. That's, that's, I think, the main thing that I'm not sure why. <laughs> it might just be vibes. Because cause I, I think some of the stuff he says is funny. And I think, like, his dialogue's fine. I think it's just the vibes. I don't mm. know. Maybe I just think she's too good for him. <laughs> and I'm Maybe. like, you could get someone better. <laughs> well, this is also, do you think that their differing levels of attractiveness is, matters? No. I'd say yes. <laughs> I think it does. I think it's one of those things where it's like you see some, she's quite pretty. Yeah. And he's um just kind of there. <laughs> he is. Truly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it, I think it matters. I think you will look at that and you'll say, what is it about this relationship? And then you'll realize that maybe that's normal. Like, you know, we talked about yeah. that thing about girls who are with average looking guys mm-hmm. and people wonder why. And it's usually just because they're funny or yeah. they're nice. Yeah. But you're also kind of taught that, like, attractive people go with the same level of attractiveness. I mean, I think it's more of a realistic, reali- <laughs> more of a realistic re- relationship then. Because yeah. it's not just like, let's well, find that's... the two hottest people we can find possible and stick them in a movie together. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, I think it, I think it kind of matters. I think it's, I don't, I think it's a good thing, I guess. Are you yeah. saying like, you don't think this movie would have worked if they had cast like a super hot lead? No, I think it just changes a little bit of what mm. the movie means. Mm. I'm sure you I can guess still so. have it work. 
I also feel like it's not like Billy Crystal's ugly. No, you know no. he's just not a. He's not a. He's a, not like a like a. Um, <laughs> he's not like Rob Lowe. He wasn't Rob. You know, <laughs> <Rob> <laughs> I'm trying to think who was hot at You're the like, time. In nineteen, he's, he's, he's no little Harrison young. Ford. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he's funny, and so yeah. And you know, and he, but he also talks a lot about like, well, you're a very attractive person, mm-hmm. you know, and that will matter with the way that people see their relationships with you. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think that those things do kind of matter because they matter in society. So I think they would matter in the way you would see the movie. Yeah, sure. How do you think their their the character arcs in this movie are? Like, do you think they're good? Do you think they change at all? Do you think they're flat? No, I think. No. Well, it's also, it goes over quite a bit of time. Yeah. I mean, they definitely change because, I mean, their feelings change for each other. But how much do they change for each other? Are they actually into each other the whole time, but they're just denying it? Or do their feelings actually change? I think that when they first meet, they don't really like each other. Yeah. I'm sure that he thinks she's attractive. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's sitting there going, like, yeah, I love this woman, you know? Yeah. I think he's more so just like, well, you're an attractive person. Yeah. And she's like, you're kind of annoying. <laughs> just because he's so blunt about everything. Yeah. Then they go on their separate ways, and then they meet again. And I think, you know, I think the fact that they're opposites helps with that. There's always that thing about opposites attract. They kind of help fill in who you are. And then as time goes by, they, you know, the way that they view the relationships change. So, mm-hmm. like... She doesn't think that he would ever get married, but the next time she sees him, he's getting married. Yeah. And then at the end, you know, he gets divorced, and she's never been married. I feel like you would probably think, oh, she would be the one getting married. He would be the one who would be a bachelor forever. Mm-hmm. And that's not what happens. And then, you know, I, as they time go by, they become friends, which he says, beginning, that can't be possible. Mm-hmm. And then they do it anyways. So, obviously, I think over time they change anyways, because that's how life works. Yeah. And then they sleep together, and he's like, well, I think he does kind of love her, but is afraid. Yeah. Because the last relationship he's in ended so badly, Mm -hmm. or whatever, they got divorced. And she, I think, wants him to be committed to her, but she knows what he's like, and all the things he said to her before. And, like, when they sleep together... He does that thing where he's like, and then you you don't want to cuddle. You want to get up and leave. And that kind of, I think she's really hurt by that. And that's why she stops talking to him. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, he's like, you know what? I love you. (laughs) And so I think it's like the way that he views relationships changes a little bit. But Mm -hmm. maybe he is right, though, at the beginning about whether or not they could be friends. Yeah. It's a little bit of a generalization for, like, everybody. But for them specifically. And then her, I think, is more so... I don't know how much she would change. I also just wonder, like, because it does jump time so many times. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, like, they don't logistically actually change t- that much, but it feels like they change more just because you're jumping forward. So now they're like, oh, I'm in a different relationship with this other person, but then they break up or whatever, and mm-hmm. then it just continues. I don't think they actually change that much. Mm-hmm. It's more the story changing to a different time that then you're like, oh, they're I a different don't... person, but they're not that different. Yeah. Which isn't, like, that big of a problem. I just feel like there's not that much character development happening because I feel like they probably have some feelings for most of the movie. Well, yeah. I think their relationship is changing. Yeah. And I think that, like, the like I think a lot of it is more so little things about themselves being revealed. 
mm-hmm. also later on and sort of the the, con- the conflicting thing where he's like you never show your emotions and then she says like you need to learn to stop showing your emotions every time you feel anything. Harry, you're going to have to try and find a way of not expressing every feeling that you have every moment that you have them. Oh, really? Yes. There are times and places for things. Well, the next time you're giving a lecture series on social graces, would you let me know? Because I'll sign up. Hey, you don't have to take your anger out on me. Oh, I think I'm entitled to throw a little anger your way, especially when I'm being told how to live my life by Miss Hospital Corners. What's that supposed to mean? I mean, nothing bothers you. You never get upset about anything. Don't be ridiculous. What? You never get upset about Joe. I never see that back up on you. How is that possible? Don't you experience any feelings of loss? Mm -hmm. That also feels like something that you would think is a bit reversed gender-wise. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like that's... Uh, that stuff's all good, I think. I mean, th- because there's not a whole lot of plot, I think it's hard to have a huge arc of, like, here's where we start, this is where I change. I mean, I think it's there. I think it's just hard to pinpoint. It might even be more of, of yeah, more of, like, a reveal movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's not that much plot. It's more just revealing stuff happening, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then revealing more about them. Yeah, that might be a better way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's just a little bit different of a way and then there's the friends oh yeah carrie fisher's in this movie Mm -hmm. which is interesting because she like just did not just i mean this is 1988 i think so that's like five years after return of the jedi so she's like still kind of it is 1983 (laughs) (laughs) um that's like she's i think people probably still strongly identify her as princess leia i think that's gonna happen for the rest of her you know for the rest of her life that she was probably yeah always seen as that but I, f- I feel like also i look at her and i'm like you don't really look like princess Leia. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know i almost feel like if i hadn't seen star wars like i know what princess leia looks like i can imagine even before that. seeing star wars you know what the character looks like yeah. but i feel like if but you I showed wouldn't... me this movie without me of seeing star wars i probably wouldn't have been would have been like i don't know who that is because <laughs> i think i definitely did watch this movie before i watched star wars and it just didn't really piece together like oh that's that's Princess Leia. Yeah. But she's um, she's good. I like her character. Mm-hmm. She's also, I mean, Carrie Fisher is a pretty, I think, a good writer. I don't know how much she wrote, but she was pretty funny. She wrote a few books as well. Mm. So I th- I'm sure that some of her stuff got into this movie. I bet. I bet she ad-libbed something. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was definitely ad-lib, especially like Billy Crystal did a bunch I of... I have heard there of... was a little bit of imp- improv. Yeah. That one scene where they're in the, um, the museum and he's like doing an accent... And he's like, we're going to talk like this, whatever. Oh, that yeah. whole thing was improv, I think. And she was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> She's like, stop. <laughs> she stop. Was, that would be me. I would hate. <laughs> I think improv is so scary. <laughs> and we play games with improv. I'm like, absolutely not. Get me out. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Billy Crystal is a comedian, kind of. I don't know. Did he do stand up? He was supposed to be in Saturday Night Live. Mm. He, he wasn't there. But I think he's always been in like comedy movies. Man's Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a bunch of other actors that were offered the role. Tom Hanks, Richard Dreyfus, Michael mm. Keaton, and Albert Brooks were all offered the role. Albert but they, Brooks? Yeah. Marlon himself. Yeah. <laughs> and they all turned down. And uh, apparently during filming, in order to get into the lonely mindset of Harry, 
when he was divorced and single, Crystal stayed by himself in a separate room from the cast and crew while they were shooting in Manhattan. That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I will also be sad like the character. So just sitting alone in a room. That's the kind of method acting room. I can get behind. Yeah. Not being an asshole. Yeah. You're just being like, it is sad boy hours. You're like, I will be a sad boy for this two weeks of filming. <laughs> and also same for Sally. Uh, they originally... Um, Rob Reiner initially envisioned um, Susan Day for the role of Sally. Um, she declined, and then he also considered Elizabeth Perkins, also mm. considered Molly Ringwald. Um, and what they was all... Molly Ringwald doing in 1988? I don't know. She would have been young. She was still a teenager. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. She wouldn't have been a teenager. She would have been 20. That's young. Yeah. That's too young for this role. Yeah. How old is Meg Ryan? <laughs> I don't know. And then she was the one, like, Meg Ryan was the one who convinced him that she should get the role. And he was like, yeah. Meg Ryan is seven years older than... So, yeah, she's 27. Yeah. Yeah. That feels right. To More me. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was some weird casting things for Sally. <laughs> but, I mean, I think I think Meg Ryan's good. I also feel like if Tom Hanks would be cast, I don't know how many movies they can just put Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan in before we go, I don't know what movie this is anymore. <laughs> they only did two this would be three then that's a lot for rom-com like no i think together. this is two no they did they did um like if he was in this movie oh because he was considered oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah i think that that would have been too many yeah, yeah, yeah. meg ryan tom hanks but i mean movies. you look at uh ryan gosling emma stone they've done three or four movies together that's too many as well um <laughs> she was in top gun saoirse ronan and yeah as a little part yeah Timothy Chalamet. It's like three movies together. Yeah. But they weren't the main character. Like, I Little guess. Women, yeah. Uh, uh, Lady Bird, he was like a romantic interest for like a third of it or something. He was kind of stupid. And then, <laughs> and then what's the other one? French Dispatch? They didn't talk. No, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't so seen it. I, I just feel like it would have been... I think you can put too many movies that are similar with the same character actors. You're going to be like, which character? They're probably going to end up reverting to be the same characters. What does it happen the most with now. I'm trying to think of actors that are in the same things together all I the time. I just listed two. Adam Sandler and <laughs> all of his friends. <laughs> yes. Um, Anna de Armas and Chris Evans are doing another movie together. They might be mm. might be one that's popping up. They used mm. to do that in the olden days. Yeah. Like, uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers were in a bunch of movies together. Mickey yeah. Rooney and Judy Garland. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I just feel like it's weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it'd be cute. I haven't seen either of the Meg Ryan Tom Hanks movies. <laughs> Maybe they have great chemistry. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe they're like, we know Because, I mean, I, I liked Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling together. I think they're mm. cute in their movies that are together. So maybe it just works. Mm-hmm. They're like, we can't fix perfection. Yeah. <laughs> we just gotta continue. Ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What about the friends that are getting married? Yeah. What are your thoughts on them? I mean, they're fine. They're kind of, I mean, they're cute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's good having them, like, because they, they kind of act as, like, the cheerleaders for them almost. Yeah. Because they, they're like, you guys should really be together. Mm-hmm. You need to stop this nonsense. <laughs> I don't know. They're they're kind of fun. I feel like once they become more in, into the like, because they're not there for the whole movie. They're, like, mid to end of the movie. I'm trying to think of when they come in. Well, they're, they're both there individually a little bit before that. Yeah, but I feel like once they get together, mm-hmm. I like the relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like once that happens in the movie, I'm like, okay. 
I like that scene too. I like when they're out to dinner mm-hmm. and they kind of, you can see them starting to really That's a good scene, yeah. get together and then they're like, oh, I won't go out with him yet. I'll spare his, I'll spare Harry's feelings. And he's like, I need a cab. You want to share? Yep. They run in. <laughs> they leave together and it's like, yeah. great. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like once that happens, I'm like, that's cute. But, but I, I mean, I like the characters, you know, I think they're cute and I think, yeah. you know, individually, like. I think some people probably relate a lot more to Sally than, um, mm-hmm. like, she's a, the way she orders food. Do you know the way she orders food? It's a big thing in the movie. I don't remember this. She's very specific. Oh. About how know. she, like, she's Dressing on the side, know mm-hmm. this, know that, and, yeah. like, this cooked this way. Mm. She, I feel like she'd be the kind of person who'd send food back in a restaurant. Yeah. Mm. You know? I feel like I more relate to the Billy Crystal part. <laughs> So that yeah. says a lot about who you are. Which which character <laughs> what are you? Character are you? I'm either Harry or what's the guy's name? Jess. Jess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I want to. I don't know. Sure. What about you? <laughs> I don't know. You're like I hate these kind of questions. I can yeah. think about it. I know probably a mix of the two of them. Honestly, I feel like none of them. I'm like I'm more like this person. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm um, I'm a, I'm in between. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes I can be a little, like, particular and whatever, like like Sally, but also feel like I'm a giant slob like Harry sometimes. <laughs> you know? Like, I feel you... like it's the duality of man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would you ever read the last page of a book first? No. I I haven't done that. I'm a terrible spoiler person, though. Like, I like spoilers. Like, for movies, I can usually avoid them, but, like, I'm watching The Americans right now, and something will happen, and I'm constantly, like, pulling up the show wiki to be like, is this character dead? Should I get invested? Like, I can't just, like, I don't know. I'll spoil myself. I'm like, I need to know what's yeah. coming. Sometimes I, do I that. won't, but, I like, don't really like... I, I feel like... I'm I don't not... get mad if I accidentally get a spoiler, because I'm like, oh, whatever. But, because some people get angry if you accidentally yeah. say a spoiler. They'll be like, why have you... You know? Like I got, I, and I don't do it all the time, but like it just depends. Like if it's a show, especially like with the Americans, I was in like mm-hmm. season two, and there's six seasons, and I'm like, I'm not gonna get there for a while, and I need to know what's happening. <laughs> and sometimes I'm impatient. Yeah, it's not. What's more that I'm impatient, more that I need to know what's gonna happen. Yeah. I also have a problem where I'm like, I think I can guess what's gonna happen, and then I want to know if I'm right. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I'm kind of a fan of spoilers. Yeah, you are. I don't like specifically go necessarily looking for them, but if it's like there. And I can click on it, and I'm like, why well, I, I think know. the thing is more, like, you will look for, not memes, but I feel like you'll look up stuff about the show, not th- being, like, without thinking, like, oh, this is probably going to bring up a spoiler, and then it does bring up a spoiler, and then you're like, whatever, I'll click into it, you know? That's, like, what happened with No Way Home. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure these Spider-Men are in it, <laughs> but I want to see what people are saying about the movie, and I know if I go to do that, I'll I'll figure it out. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't care. (laughs) I was doing really well avoiding spoilers. I did great. I was Um, proud of myself. And then I was in, like, I was reading something completely unrelated to it. And someone just dropped the bomb. That's so rude. And I'm like, it was like very tangentially related, but they like used as an example. I'm like, the movie came out a week ago. You're like, that is (laughs) so rude. (laughs) That's so rude. And I mean, like, yeah, it was like 99% sure they were in it. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah, if you haven't seen the movie. Oops. <laughs> we put in the show notes, this has no way home spoilers. <laughs> nah, they have to have seen it by now. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, spoilers. 
I've sure. definitely gone to the last page of the book and read, like, the last few sentences. Was it you that opened The Fault in Our Stars? Yeah. Yeah, right to... <laughs> Me. Augustus Waters died. Yeah. yeah, I'm just, like, looking at this book, like, maybe I'll read it. I open it. Augustus Waters died in the ICU eight days later. I was like, okay. <laughs> Spoilers. That was the beginning of the chapter. It yeah. wasn't even buried in it. That of was course the not. That's a strong one. opening to a chapter yeah. if you've read the book properly, yeah. like a normal person. Well, it's just, no, it's just like in the store and I was like flipping through it, you know? Yeah, we just flip through a yeah. book sometimes mm-hmm. and then I just... And I was like, oh, like... okay, that's fine. <laughs> I think that's... I usually, if I go to a store and I see a book, I usually will look at the last page. I don't know why. I want to see what the I last sentence is. I'll do, do that. that. I don't think I've ever done that. See, with books, it's different. With TV and movies, I'll spoil myself. Books, I usually have to, like, be good. And I always finish a book, too. Like, I usually make myself finish a book. Very rarely drop a book. Mm. We've gotten off topic. We have. <laughs> okay, I think I'm going to end with an 8.5 because I don't care. I guess I'll go up to an 8. Lick. I'll split. Okay, uh, we'll move on to round three, which is visual volume scoring based on the visual elements such as cinematography, production design, and costuming. I mean, I think when you get to rom-coms, you don't have a lot of room to be extremely ambitious. Yeah. But I do think that there is some stuff they do that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say an 8. I'm going to say a 7.5. Okay. I feel like it does look good. Everything's set I in, just... like, fall. Yeah. Or a winter. Yeah. Everything's set in, like, a, a more... Not, like, not... aggressively sunny, like, overexposed, like, sun-beating downtime, you know? Yeah. I think that's kind of nice. It, it allows for the sweater budget to be a bit higher. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's true. Some of the costume decisions. I also just think in general, fall looks really, like, outside during fall looks nice because then you have, like, the more colorful, like, leaves. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everything just looks a little bit more, like, interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is scenes in this movie where I'm like, this looks nice. Yeah. Just, like, the composition of things. I'm like, that's pretty nice. We were watching this movie and McKenna was like, Wow what a beautiful film film Film. yeah and i usually like i'm like i'm like it does look good and it's usually not something that like really stands out to me Mm -hmm. but i thought it was very pretty yeah it was well lit i thought meg ryan looked gorgeous and like like the light on her was just they they did the lighting pretty good i think there's also some camera stuff one thing i was reading about was that um that phone call scene Mm -hmm. with the three-way split screen yeah and because all of their lines have to match up so well you have to do that really specifically mm-hmm. because they're also talking over each other. It's not just that you can film them individually. You have to film it at the same time or, you know, like, you yeah. have to do that live. Yeah. And so it took them, like, 60-something takes Jeez. to do it because it had to line up correctly. Yeah. And I think stuff like that is, it's like stuff you don't really think about. That's something mm-hmm. that we would try to do. And it would and fail we would miserably. Mess up on because we just don't understand it. Yeah. And it's so weird how, like, there's some things that are, they're not, they don't seem extremely difficult, but because of the nature of filming and time, you don't realize that it actually is kind of a lot of work to do. Yeah. So yeah. there's some stuff like that. A couple split screen stuff. Not split screen, they just do the Cut, middle. like, dual screen. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, like, uh, yeah, so that stuff's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. One thing I also was, was, I was listening to a different podcast, and they were talking about how a lot of the conversations that they have are dr- when they're doing things. Like they like 
like they're not just sitting somewhere and talking Mm. it's like something is happening around them so they're at a baseball cage and they're batting while they're talking yeah or they're in the middle of a stadium and everyone's doing the wave while they're talking and that kind of helps to make it feel a bit more natural yeah because it's just like people having conversations normal during their day-to-day stuff rather than like let's sit down and talk yeah and do something you know but it also gives the actors it lets them be more natural because they're not thinking about it so much because they have to think about the other things they have to do yeah that's true you know if you're playing baseball well now you have to think about the baseball you have to but you also have to say your lines yeah it's like if, if you have a conversation and you're like okay actor do your lines mm-hmm. and then if you give them if you like now juggle while doing it <laughs> they'll be like focusing on doing that so that's something that's kind of interesting for writers to think mm-hmm. like if you write your conversations while an activity is happening it might help to make it seem more natural yeah that's true or and it also might help your actors to be able to just play it better mm-hmm. so i thought that was interesting when i was listening to that podcast i was like that's something i didn't really notice but it does also help it not be super boring yeah I mean, I think when you have a movie that has a lot of dialogue, you kind of are forced to do that, because if not, it's just so boring of people sitting, talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else really in visuals. I mean, in general, I just think it looks looks good. I think the visual styling of them years later works well enough. Yeah? Because it's interesting, like, the first scene, they look pretty young. Yeah. Billy Crystal, especially, I feel like. I mean, Meg Ryan, too, with her hair. Mm-hmm. The hair is a lot different. I think that's usually how they end up doing a lot of i mean hair and clothing is kind of how you age someone without actually aging aging them yeah um but he looks like his hair is just so much different i feel like later on yeah um so that's kind of interesting how they can sort of make them look older or younger Mm -hmm. i think sometimes that doesn't work so well in movies and you're like this person looks the same yeah all time (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i think it works well here Mm -hmm. that might honestly be it what do you want to give it then? Stick with your eight? It's at eight point. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I'll stick with my eight. That's fine. I might stick with my 7.5. Okay. Okay. We'll move on to round four, which is editing enumeration, scoring based on editing, music, and sound design. Editing is always tough because mm-hmm. we don't care. Yeah. We do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some split screen stuff in here that's kind of cool. Um, music wise, I enjoy the like swing music. Is that what we would define? I think it's it? jazz. I guess so. What's the difference? <laughs> swing is a type of jazz, but it's not mm. all jazz. Might be swing then. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's just like, like one Frank jazz Sinatra, award, so or it's... Harry Connick Jr. That type of stuff. Kind of big band. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like old timey Sinatra type. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They have a name. Crooners. Is that what they're called? Singers who do that kind a little of bit, singing. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Mm. It's very like old fashioned music, especially for the time as well. This is like the late eighties. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting choice, but I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. That that's soundtrack. I don't know what the score is like. I don't, I know, don't know what the score. Don't they even really have much score? I don't think they really do. I mean, I'm sure there's some, but it's nothing like. It's mostly music. I think my favorite moment is when we're sitting here and Old Lang Syne is playing, and Jake walks through the door and he goes, <laughs> "The national anthem." <laughs> We're like, uh, of where? That's so funny. <laughs> just... uh, the national anthem? <laughs> New Year's national anthem, I guess. I don't know. Do you like... You hate jazz. Is this jazz? That's not really the kind well, of jazz you hate. 
You don't no. like instrumental Why jazz. Why did you open this conversation up again, Chelsea? Oh, the jazz hating conversation. You tell me that story again, I'll kill myself. No, <laughs> but, like I feel like I feel like it's more just music jazz. Yeah, that's yeah. stuff I do because I that agree, does... it can get quite repetitive. Yeah, because that you don't have like like words and like singing to like differentiate stuff yeah so yeah but i feel like i did not really remember what the music was for this movie (laughs) i got to this category and i was like i don't remember any of this Mm. and then i looked up i looked up a couple of the songs and i was like okay yeah i kind of remember but i was like "Eh, it's fine i feel like it really stands out to me when i watch it i'm like this is very like old it is a strange choice type yeah, I mean, I guess those are all big love songs. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the, the, like, I guess it makes it feel a bit more classic. Yeah. Because what what's the big music of the 80s? It's, like, synth and... I guess that would have... <laughs> that might be what makes it feel not as, like, 80s. Because I feel like this movie doesn't feel super, like... This, like it, it doesn't does have synth feel stuff. kind of 90s. Maybe, yeah. No, I don't know. It's strange. I yeah. mean... I just feel like the music does kind of, like... I feel like the 80s is such an iconic decade that if you do have stuff with that kind of music, you're like, yeah, this feels extremely 80s. Yeah. And that's kind of what makes it a little bit easier to make period pieces now in the 80s. -hmm. It's like, because the clothing was so specific and the music was so specific. Mm -hmm. But I guess, I think it helps it to not feel super dated, even Mm -hmm. though you're still using music of a very specific time. Yeah. You're not using like the same stylings of that time. So you're just kind of... I don't know. It's kind of nice. I like a good Frank Sinatra song or whatever. Whoever's singing. It's Harry Connick Jr. I know Apparently, he does quite a few. He... I think they chose... I think some... I can't remember who, but someone gave him some of his songs and I think they chose them because they were like, you sound like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> and they were like, great. So he, he did the the songs and then apparently he won his first grammy is he also an actor yeah i I was like that name sounds like familiar and not in a music way let's see he was in the live action version of annie i think harry connick jr not like the um he was in cinematic classic dolphin tale (laughs) (laughs) great never seen it but i think he played daddy warbucks in the live action annie i call it live action annie but i mean annie live like like uh, they're all live action, but I mean like the live. He was stage he thing. was Daddy yeah. Warbucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dolphin Tail two. Yep, we know. Great, great. Uh, no, no. Oh, Dolphin Tail and Dolphin Tail two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's different. Um, but yeah, he he, he won his actor. first Grammy for best jazz male vocal performance apparently on this out uh, this soundtrack, and then he also toured with the album, Fun. and it got double platinum status. Nice. Apparently, so. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I could think about for like editing wise is I feel like the fades in between the interviews are really long. <laughs> and it, I was like, I literally wrote down, it almost feels like it's made for TV because the pauses are so long. It feels like a commercial is supposed to be there, but there's not. I don't know why. I mean, it's possibly cut. Yeah. To allow for commercial breaks. Like, yeah. it just could be the version that ended up on streaming was cut for that. Yeah. It mm. just feels very, like, like if they have the interview and then it fades out and I'm like, huh? And then it comes back and I'm like, <laughs> it's just kind of strange, but that's small. I was just like, this feels like there should be a commercial here. <laughs> I also wonder if this is, like, the height of cable movies where mm-hmm. a lot of the movies you see are on TV um, and maybe people cut more, like, for that and we don't really do that now because there's yeah. no commercials in a lot of the movies we watch yeah 
But I, I mean, I think the editing is fine. Uh, for yeah. stuff like this, it's kind of hard to know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to know also, uh, unless you really study that kind of stuff. Because some parts of editing, it's like, how do you utilize reaction shots? And how does that change your characters? Because editing is very, like, subtle. Yeah. So. Uh, what do you want to give it, then? What did I start with? I don't think we did. <laughs> uh, yeah, you did. Oh, oh. editing? No, yeah, you guys no, did we didn't. scores. You guys should jump right into it. No, yeah, we did. Off you. <laughs> Probably, like, I guess a 7.5. There's nothing super special. Yeah, I was thinking, like, 7. Uh, anyways, we'll move on to round 5, which is the societal sum, scoring based on the impact the film has on society and the industry. I mean, I feel like this is a big one for rom-coms. Mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of kick-started, what's her name, <laughs> Meg Ryan's career. Mm-hmm. Even Billy Crystal, I don't know how big he was necessarily before this. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll go for like an 8.5. I give it like an 8 to start off. I never know what to say for this <laughs> category. Yeah. Um, so we'll start there. Columbia Pictures released When Harry Met Sally using the platform technique, which involved opening it in a few select cities and letting the positive word of mouth generate interest and then gradually expanding distribution over subsequent weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, So on its opening weekend, uh, it grossed a bit over a million dollars in 41 theaters, um, which apparently is the second highest grossing opening weekend for a film on fewer than 50 screens, which is behind Star Wars. Interesting. so, yeah, and then after that, it later expanded to then, like, uh, like over 1,100 theaters, and it grossed uh, $92.8 million in North America, which over, uh, over its $16 million budget. So, it did pretty good. Mm-hmm. It sits at, like, a 91 critic score with an 89 audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. The film re- led Roger Ebert to call Rayner one of Hollywood's best, very best directors of comedy. He said the film was most conventional in terms of structure and the way it fulfills our expectations, but what makes it special apart from Efron's screenplay is the chemistry between Crystal and Ryan. Mm. I don't know what he put, though. <laughs> I didn't actually see that. Uh, Raj, Betty gave it, like, a 3.5 my guess three mm, pretty close yeah which is like again i don't like the four star rating system yeah it's dumb too four little. stars is two little stars um and yeah nora efron received the british academy film award an oscar nomination for best screenplay and a writer's guild of america nomination for her screenplay nice um other than that there was like a couple smaller awards for like best actor best whatever but there wasn't really i think there was one win somewhere but i don't remember what it was mm-hmm. but it was just small awards and apparently the film was adapted into st- for a stage production in 2004. Mm. And all of what she's having is on a bunch of, like, famous quote lists. I think it's number 33 on AFI's 100 Years, 100 Movie Quotes list of memorable movie lines. It's on a bunch of other lists, but... So, yeah, I mean, it has, like... I think it's just, like, in terms of rom-com, though, it's pretty high up. Yeah. On, like best ones most iconic ones Mm -hmm. so i don't know it didn't really do maybe for their careers yeah Mm -hmm. but uh other than that i don't think it's that much i mean it's just that it's it lives in history of like a rom good rom-com yeah but other than that i don't know i don't think it does that much else okay well what do you want to say then i feel like an eight's probably good all right i'll go to an eight then yeah okay two eights which means we move on to the bonus best round, so a film can get a bonus point if we agree on it being the best film in the category presented, and it can win up to three points. Okay, McKenna. First bonus best question. 
the enemies to lovers trope that hits the most. Uh, we got Harry and Sally from When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. We got Andrew and Margaret from The Proposal. Mm-hmm. And then we have Han and Leia from Star Wars. Oh, no. Okay, well, I got my bubble <laughs> oh, no. McKenna. I, it was, I was, like, doing the question, and I was like, you know, I get that, that this was, like, one of the f- big ones, but yeah. it's not It's not the one. But yeah. I had to put it in. She's For context, she's holding both bobbleheads on either side of the mic, wobbling them. Yeah, they're cute. <clears throat> All right. Uh, uh, um, well, we know you're going to say Han and Leia. Well, uh, yeah <laughs> I mean they're iconic you know and they have they have like a whole movie it's not dedicated to them actually I guess no. this one's a whole movie dedicated to this couple yeah but they got a whole whole movie where they're like running away with each other and you can yeah. see the conflict but you can also see the chemistry mm-hmm. and I think it just works what are your thoughts on the proposal I feel like I like the proposal more than this movie uh, I agree. A little bit. I, I thoroughly enjoy the proposal. It's a great thing. I think that movie's funnier for me. It's more of a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this movie, sometimes I'm like, eh, that line's fine. Like, it's supposed to be funny, and I'm like, it's kind of funny, but I'm just kind of like, hmm. I laughed a few times out loud. Well, there's some, there's a couple times in this movie that I'm like, that is funny, but I feel like there's more missed lines in this movie mm. that didn't hit. I feel like the proposal's in general just funnier, which I, mean, I enjoy. I think they have different vibes. Yeah. So... I think it's more you got to look at the progression of the relationship. I almost feel like the proposal is a bit less believable. Doesn't need to be believable though. It just needs I to just... be one that you like. I yeah. know, but that's yeah. why I'm, I'm like, I like that movie and I like the relationship. But sometimes I watch it and I'm like, something's a little bit off. Yeah, something's just a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Like she's so horrible to him. Yeah, she's pretty mean <laughs> you know, to like, him. <laughs> yeah, the... she also feels just a lot older than him. Yeah, me. that might be yeah, the power dynamic they mm-hmm. set up with her being his boss. Yeah, yeah. Well, she is also older than him. Yeah, like, but like, like I think that doesn't help. Like they're so separated in the beginning of the film. Yeah, that you're like. Mm-hmm. But I thoroughly enjoy. It. I like Ryan Reynolds <clears throat> in that role. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of his less Ryan Reynoldsy role. Mm-hmm. Like he's he feels very like sarcastic in everything that he does now. Yeah. That, um, like, that role, he almost feels like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, which one am I going to read fan fictions about, it's going to be Han and Leia. <laughs> yeah, because you already do that. I think it's also, like, I like Harrison Ford the most out of these men, and I like, I think I'd say I like Carrie Fisher the most out of these women. Mm-hmm. So, put that together. <laughs> For me, it's Han and Leia. Sure. And for Elsha, it's not Harry and Sally. Yeah. So really, that's that's yeah. the, that's the kicker. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll go with Han and Leia. Right. You said sure. All right. The best late '80s Rob Reiner flick. Oh. We got Just when Harry met no. Sally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Princess Bride mm-hmm. and Stand by Me. I every time people talk about how much they love The Princess Bride, I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is about The Princess Bride that I'm just like, it's okay. When's the last time you watched it? Well, I know, probably like a couple years ago. I definitely watched it as a teenager. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. But I remember always liking it. It's very fantasy, but like real life fantasy. Like there's not a lot of like special effects because mm-hmm. it is kind of older. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels very fake. <laughs> and I mean, it's fine. I don't know. Every time I watch him, he's like, this is just a little bit too 
weird fantasy for did me. did it as a play mm. in middle school. Uh, weird. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's strange. <laughs> it's, just, it's not a very rewatchable movie to me. Mm. Stand By Me, though. I really like Stand By Me. I'm a, always a big fan of, like, the kids going out to do something together. I love a good coming-of-age film. Like, you know, that to me is why I'm like, Stranger Things is great. You know, The Goonies, good. Stand By Me, I love Stand By Me. Like, if I had to choose between watching Stand By Me and this, I'd probably choose Stand By Me. Mm. Good one. I feel like I'd probably watch this before the other ones. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So, no, so, you're going Stand By Me, you're saying When Harry Met Sally, but yeah. you gotta agree, so no point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. All right, last question. The Woman's Voice, the best female-penned rom-com. When Harry Met Sally, Mm -hmm. Clueless, Mm. and Bridget Jones' Diary. No. No. I I couldn't remember if you guys had seen it. We did watch watch it. it. I I don't like that movie. Like, it's okay, but every time I watch it, I'm like, there's something. You've seen it more than once now? Probably not. (laughs) <laughs> every time like i watch time every time okay every time i the think one about time. it but every time someone's like bridget jones's diary i remember being like this is not that i good. remember being bored during that movie i feel like and honestly not... not remembering what's happening yeah i feel like i don't remember what happens in that movie i think there's something off about renee zellweger in it yeah i don't know if i'm strange. a big renee zellweger fan i like her in chicago and i don't mm. know if there's anything else i'm super into yeah she always strikes me as just kind of strange yeah. So, what are the other ones? Clueless and this. I like Clueless. Is that a rom-com? <laughs> I think so. It's about a romance. Kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of coming of agey. I would say that I think that this movie is better written. I feel like Clueless I'm also kind of meh about. I'm just kind of like, eh. I'm always, yeah, everyone it's loves fine. Clueless. I'm like, and I'm like, I can't eh. get past her into her stepbrother. I mean, I know it's not really her stepbrother, it is her stepbrother. Yeah. I just feel like that's another movie where I'm like... Most eh. like he's too old for her. Yeah. She's like, what, a sophomore in high school? And he's in college? She... I don't know. I think she's graduating. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know. That part of it isn't really what bothers me. I'm just usually like, <laughs> there's so much... There's so... It's happened so much such a, like a, an amount of time. And I'm always mm-hmm. like, it's good, but it doesn't really... There's not like a lot of scenes in it that I'm like, I'm excited to watch this scene. It's very mm-hmm. quotable. I will give that. Yeah. That's also like a movie that doesn't have a ton of plot. It's like, we're going to follow your life for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'd probably give it to When Harry Met Sally again, honestly. Yeah, I would give it to that. I think think the dialogue's a bit better. Yeah. All right, one bonus point. Nice. Better than zero. (laughs) Which means we'll move on to the final scoring. So we're adding up all the points from the rounds and the bonus points, our final score. Final score is... 79.5. Which just gets it into the A minus category. Okay. 0.5. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. For a movie that you didn't really like? I mean, it's not that I, it's not, pro, it's not really in the I didn't like this category. It's just in the like, eh, I feel yeah. like it you exists. said you didn't like it. <laughs> well, you were like watching, you're like, I don't think I really like this movie. <laughs> yeah. I feel like halfway, I mean, I said that halfway through, I feel like by the end I'm like, this is fine. <laughs> it moved into like the, this is fine, but I still am like, not that into it Mm. you know i think i just kind of like the characters and the dialogue so i'm always like yeah i'll watch it i have a good time there's moments that i think are really nice Mm -hmm. so you know i thoroughly enjoyed it Mm -hmm. it's a good thing for valentine's day i think (laughs) 
Um, Even though our commentary is sad. <laughs> well, I, presumably one day maybe yeah, it fine. wouldn't be. But at this moment, it's Denny's on Monday. Ah, so excited for Denny's. <laughs> that's what so we're excited, excited for this Valentine's Day. Denny's, Denny's. and a potential red velvet something cake. Very exciting. <laughs> Anyways, do you think that's it then? I think so. Okay. Uh, so be sure to follow us on Instagram at cine.grade or on Twitter at cinegrade to keep up with what films we review next. Feel free to send us suggestions on Instagram or email us at cinegradepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you feel about the film. Send us your own grade and give us any thoughts you had. If you disagree about anything, feel free to tell us that too. We're always interested in having conversations about film. Uh, also be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. It really helps us get more exposure so the more people can listen. Uh, where can they reach you? You guys can find me on Instagram at underscore Chelsea Mitchell underscore. And you can find me on Instagram at Elsha Kerr if you want to keep up with us or ask any questions. Never hesitate to reach out. Uh, I think that's it for this week. I'm Elsha Kerr. I'm Chelsea Mitchell. And we'll see you next time on Cinegrade. Cinegrade.